guest is Anastasia Kostic. She's 29 years old, originally from Perth, Australia, and has been working and living abroad since 2016. It is currently 2020. Um, she has worked in, yeah, she has worked in Japan, Montreal, Macau, and mainland China as a performer doing shows similar to Cirque du Soleil. She's a beast in the gym on the aerial hoop and has done silks, diving, dancing, and you name it. Not only has she lived abroad, but she's also traveled to Malaysia, Indonesia, New Zealand, Hong Kong, and Cyprus. That's pretty impressive, especially to us travelers who haven't left our country yet. Anna, thank you so much for being here. Um, <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> this is Anna. Um, Anna, um, did you ever expect that you'd be in Macau? Definitely not Macau. Actually, I didn't even know Macau existed until like, I got here. It was my first contract. Um, that I really got overseas and um, yeah I just like I had to like google search Macau where is this place it's this tiny little island in the middle of nowhere and like yeah I just I didn't even know where I was going to go I just wanted to know that I wanted to leave the country and I wanted to perform and I wanted to let the course just take me wherever I went. That's awesome so so what was your first experience traveling out of the country? specifically for work or for just traveling for myself just traveling for yourself um so my first first holiday actually was bali because that's a place where all the it's like a hot spot for people from perth because it's only about a four-hour flight so i went to bali indonesia and it was just really touristy so we did all the really touristy things and i didn't particularly enjoy it um because it's third world and it's hard being there with a lot of money Mm -hmm. And I, I just felt like a terrible person because I was surrounded by, I guess, poverty. And then I just see people like throwing and spending money and partying and drinking. And I just, I couldn't deal with that. So my first holiday that I did that I just really enjoyed for myself was when I went to New Zealand for the mm -hmm. first time. So I went to Wanaka. It's uh, south and it's just amazing. So I did like a 14 day uh, trek through the mountains with just this group of people that I had never met. Um, and that was probably one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Just, it looked like I could have been anywhere in Europe. I could have been in like Canada. I could have been like somewhere in the Alps. It was just gorgeous. So that was like my first ex uh, traveling experience alone. How old were you when you went to New Zealand? Uh, I think I was like, 22 was it yeah, 22. scary was it scary for you um going going for your first time you know without your family no not at all but it, I guess because I never really like did anything with my family so I was used to doing things by myself and it, New Zealand is so safe like I wouldn't go well, actually, that's a lie. So before I went to um, Wanaka, I had planned a trip to South Africa, Durban to Cape Town, because mm -hmm. I wanted to do the biggest bungee jump in the world at the time. It's like a 216 meter through the gorge. Um, but I had to cancel that because I ended up getting into a circus school. So I went to New Zealand instead. Um, and then after I had 
planned and I told people they're like don't go to South Africa by yourself are you crazy (laughs) (laughs) would you would you have gone (laughs) yeah because it was with a tour group so I think it like lessens the chances you know but New Zealand is super safe like super safe and everybody speaks English and you can't really get lost it's like it's pretty it's pretty basic and we have a tour guide like I would never go hiking without a tour guide I don't know how to read a compass properly like I don't know how to read a map properly (laughs) so that I wouldn't do so they didn't Um, have any just trails that you'd follow you just going through the bush or something yeah there probably was like smaller hikes like with um posts so you could probably find like three to five hour day hikes Mm -hmm. but this was like a 1500 meter up mountain and like we were camping so got there definitely different than just a regular you know two-hour hike yeah it was one of those ones so no I definitely would have done that without a tour guide so you said you didn't go with your family so Bali wasn't with your family that was with my sister gotcha but that was like the first and only holiday apart from when I was quite young like uh we went to Malaysia when I was like five years old Mm -hmm. where my family's initially from Um, And that's like the only trip that I've done with my fam. Actually, no, wait. (laughs) I've been to Serbia. Did I put that on my list? (laughs) No, Serbia was not on your list. But folks, she's been to Serbia to add. I forgot. (laughs) I've been traveling so much in the last years. You're getting so old. I did. I am. Oh, my God. I have Alzheimer's. I lose something every day. Like at work, I'm like, where did my shoe go? Where did my phone go? <laughs> I'm sure but, the, the listeners are going to be loving your accent because I do. Every second. Yeah, my story. I'm going to put on a different accent from here on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that still sounded pretty Australian. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So, so for you, I mean, I know for a lot of Americans anyways, it's pretty scary traveling abroad. Yeah, maybe not to Canada or Mexico because they're so close. Um, but I feel like a lot of Americans think like, oh, it's going to be way too much. I need to save so like so much money before I can even go. Um, so people want to take a while, you know, they, they feel like, you know, I need, I need three, four thousand, five thousand, you know, to feel comfortable going because um, I want to be there for a couple weeks at least to make it worth it. Was that ever something that was in your way as far as um, traveling or anything like that? Or was it, is it pretty normal just for Australians to travel and, and go abroad? Uh, well, I think a lot of Australians go abroad for holidays. Um, the people that I meet abroad, though, who have come from other countries, they're really well prepared. And I do think it's really important because even the three months that I spent in Japan before I left, I had to budget, like I had to really budget, like I had, I cleared a lot of my debt first so that I didn't have to worry about having to pay something. Uh, And when I went to Japan, you know, I took about 5,000 Australian dollars with me. So Mm -hmm. I think that's about three and a half thousand US. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. It's like, it's still quite a bit of money. And in, I, I was working, but I, 
really didn't expect uh, the money to be as little as it was there in Japan. So if I hadn't taken that extra money with me, it would have been quite a struggle. So、mm-hmm. I think like it's important to plan ahead and actually, yeah, take quite a bit of cash with you.、Um, if you're planning to stay for longer, like say three months, you definitely need a, a bunch of money. But just for like a two week holiday, people tend to just like splurge, and that's okay. Um, but to live, I think you need to have like a different mindset going into it. Yeah, budgeting, not not going so crazy. Maybe cooking, cooking at home, that sort of thing. All the things. Yeah. Yeah. It, I lived I lived off noodles for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> so so Japan was the first place that you lived outside of Australia. Is that right? Yep. And yep. how long was that、right. again? You left. That、home. one was. It was about three months. I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I moved from your house to Japan. <laughs> yeah. So not the United States. I was visiting、um, Australia or living in Australia、um, with my with my family, and I met the beautiful Anastasia. And、um, she left me like the traitor she is, and we haven't even seen each other face to face since. Like, I mean, like person to person in front of each other. Um, since what, two thousand fifteen, sixteen? No, yeah, it could yeah. probably remain like that for another five years. I could deal. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Um. So, so Japan was three months. I mean, I think, I think, um, as far as living goes. Um, would you consider that living, or what's the difference? Because I know in, you've been in China for years now. Do you think that it was a different living experience because it was only three months, or do you feel like you got the full experience,、um, you know, in that small amount of time?、Um, so, in terms of seeing the country, definitely didn't get enough time because I've been back to Japan twice since I've since I left. Mm-hmm. Um, to just keep exploring because even though I was working,、um, Japan is just very different. It's has different social rules.、Um, the wages aren't great, and the rent can be particularly expensive. So、mm-hmm. I was I was struggling more. So I was having a great time, like、uh, with people and my work, but I was. It was very like day to day living, and I had to be really cautious. So I couldn't really like just go and do what I wanted and enjoy things. Right.、Um, so, but the difference is that like I felt like when I went there, I didn't have someone backing me. Like here in Macau in China, because I'm employed with a large company,、mm-hmm. I have so many benefits. I don't have to worry about a lot of stuff. So they pay, like right now they're housing us. So we've been housed for six months.、Um, so I don't have to worry about rent and expenses. They do this for me,、um, which gives me the opportunity to go and explore and spend mo- more money. So、uh, Japan was was awesome, and、different. I would have done it again,、mm-hmm. but differently. Yeah. So, did you find a job before you went to Japan, or did you find it while you were there? No, I had to find a job before I went there because I needed to、um, get my visa signed off, and、uh, you need to have an employer. So、um, I was just like 
one day I was just like, I want to live in Japan. So I started talking to people and I ended up finding a guy who was like, oh, yeah, I know a lady in Japan. She runs a circus school. I'm like, really? And like, would she like give me a job? <laughs> and yeah. And he like just passed on her contacts and I spoke to her and like, it's such a small world. It's such a small community um, that if you, yeah, want to find something, I'm sure you will. So it was just like kind of random luck that this lady, and I ended up living with her actually for three months and she's the most amazing woman. And um, so I lived with her, worked for her. So everything was planned before I left. And when I got there, I just was hoping for the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes you have to do that. And I think that the world, you know, if you have your faith and you really you really um, want something, I think the world will provide for you. You know, it'll make a way. It'll, you know, you'll find a job. You'll make it work. Somehow you find extra money. You, you meet just the right people. It's crazy. Yeah, if you're open to it. There's opportunities yeah. everywhere. Um, it's when you become scared to take a chance because there's like, I've done a lot of things that haven't worked out, but for the things that have, it makes up for it. So, Right. So, so you were on a working visa for, for Japan and China? Yeah. Every country uh, you have to be on some sort of visa. Otherwise it's to work anyway. But right. um, I was on a, two-year holiday visa for Japan. So actually I wanted to spend two years there and just building up something and learning things. But I got the job midway through the three months in Macau. Mm -hmm. So I ended up having to cancel the visa and then fly over to Montreal to start my new job. Which wasn't the worst thing in the world. No, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but I was like, because I had given up on trying to actually find an employer overseas with a job. Yeah. Like at that point, I was just like, oh, I'll do it myself then. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I got it, I was like, oh, okay, cool. But right now, I'm in Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it's funny. The world had something, something else planned for you. And uh, you yeah. went to China, your favorite place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I went to, I was, I was lucky enough to go to Montreal for three months and then straight to Macau. Mm -hmm. um, and Macau is very different from mainland China because I actually worked Macau, mainland China. And now I'm back in Macau with a, with Dragon, which is a different employer. Mm -hmm. Um, and Macau is kind of the same as Hong Kong, as it has the same um, law. Like there has the, they they have another forty seven years of democracy essentially. But um, I don't don't quote me on that because I'm not sure if that's how many years they have. <laughs> you heard it, folks. Forty seven <laughs> years. If she's wrong, press the unlike button. Find uh, her and shame her for being an idiot. I don't know my sources. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a heavy Portuguese influence here. And this, uh, so Macau is, is, makes more money than Vegas. So they have mm -hmm. the Venetian, the Parisian, uh, Wynn hotels, like uh, City of Dreams, which is where I'm working at the moment. There's lots of foreigners. There's foreigners everywhere. And mm -hmm. um, the community is really used to seeing uh, white people running around. 
pretty much. <laughs> but mainland China, just across the border, like I can actually just see it right here from my window where I used to work in Zhuhai. Um, you're a little bit more of a, like, what's the word for it? Celebrity, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're strange. You're just strange. You're more strange. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So Macau, actually, I love. Like, it's really easy place to live. Mm-hmm. Really, really easy. Yep. But you didn't. You didn't find that in mainland China. No, in mainland. So Macau is more like living like at home. Um, we have like similar foods, restaurants. It's like very multicultural. A lot of people, almost everybody, speaks English. Um, it's just so convenient here. Like you don't need a car. It's safe. Like there's no crime. It's like it's a really nice place to be.、Um, mainland China, what, no one really speaks English.、Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to find your way around. I found it difficult to find food that I could eat.、Um, like I'm quite. Picky with food and like cleanliness, so、mm-hmm. it was just as a lot of cultural differences, and that、um, the, the rules there are a lot more strict. Yes, yeah.、So、when you when you live under like the rule of the Chinese government and. The way they handle your contracts and your days off and your pay—it's all like it's very different. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, what has been the hardest thing、um, that you've experienced? I guess living outside of Australia. The hardest thing.、Um, really, the hardest thing. Is living overseas and then coming home. What? Why? What does that mean? <laughs> Because when you go away, you build. Like for me, I've built more of my life overseas, and a、mm-hmm. lot of my friends are all over the world, and、uh, my life is usually wherever I'm established, and I stay, and it's really consistent. And then when I go home, it's like I'm visiting. Because、um, mm-hmm. all my friends and everybody's like living their lives, and you haven't really been a part of it, and you haven't spoken to like your family in a really long time, and、mm-hmm. uh, you feel like it's, if there's a bit of a disconnect. So actually, I feel more like I'm visiting a country when I go home than when I'm actually somewhere working and just like living my life. <laughs> Really, like you haven't、yeah. found that that、um, you know with with Facebook and and you know so many ways to stay in contact that you're not able to just pick pick up where you left off. Well, you you can like I do like say I I have some friends and I go back and like we start training together, but it's just it's different when you say you have like a group of people that I've been. Seeing each other every day, and they hang out every weekend, and they're close. They're really close, and you're kind of like, you know, it's hard to just like pop yourself back in,、uh, especially because, yeah, you know, like I have my close my close friends、uh, from school that I still talk to sometimes, and but it, yeah, it's just hard to it's hard to explain until you kind of experience it. But even people who are like traveled for two years and they go back and visit their parents and they're like. My God, I have nothing in common with them because 
oh, it just feels so different. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. so, yeah, that, that's probably the hardest thing about it, going back. And what, what's the best thing about being abroad, do you think? Just being abroad. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Tra- yeah, traveling and just people um, and just getting to – it's really – for me, I love the change of environment. Some people hate it and they, they're like, I miss home. And But a new situation is just like a new experience and I – like the, the more different the place is – kind of like the cooler it is mm-hmm. um I like yeah I just like being abroad for all of its reasons adventure. <laughs> I just want an adventure yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I, I, I just want to climb mountains if there's any if I'm somewhere where there's like a mountain or like a hill or something I'm just like yay <laughs> Anna wants to climb every mount or well a, a mountain in every country <laughs> I already, I already looked up like top ten hardest mountains in the world. I'm like, okay, I'm coming to Arizona. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's some crazy stuff over there. <laughs> Bitch, you come to Arizona. I've been telling you that. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, by the time that you get here, dude, I'm gone. I'll be somewhere else. We can meet in yeah. Europe or Cyprus, maybe where you might be moving. I'm going to live there. He's going to get married to me. We're going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So Anna found her man, her fiancé, in Macau, right? Macau or mainland China? Uh, So we met in Montreal. Oh, wow. But we didn't start dating until Macau. And then Mm -hmm. we got the job together in mainland China. So we had two contracts together. Um, yeah, he's going to go to Royal Caribbean on a cruise ship, which is really cool. Once this, uh, COVID-19, uh, dissipates slightly, <laughs> so he's going to go traveling as well, but we'd both like to be established in Cyprus and stay there. It's beautiful. It's such a beautiful little place. <laughs> yes. I can't wait to visit you and come to your wedding. Yay! Yay! Whenever that is, social oh, distancing yeah. rules apply. <laughs> if I saw you, I'd lick your face. <laughs> mm. So, um, let's see. So, as far as you know, traveling for you, did you ever feel like there were barriers to traveling, or did you felt feel like it was pretty easy the whole time? Um. The biggest challenge for me, I guess, was ha- not having had any background and, like, a, say, in my training, because, like, to be a performer, it's so specific. And I had to really know what I was aiming for. And then I needed to get all the skills so that I could apply for these jobs because <laughs> I didn't have any formal, formal training apart from, like, the one year that I did in the circus school. And then all the training that I did on the side. Mm-hmm. You know me when I was back at fitness first, busted my ass at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> you were, girl, you were. Yeah. So she made that, the boys that... look bad. <laughs> yeah. Oosh, yeah. Oosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I'm just gonna slide it. So like, trust it. Oh, oh, what's no. that? What's that? <laughs> no, I'm sliding now. It was your butt. But <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. No I'm butt. not a hoe. Okay. <laughs> but um, like it's yeah. That I think that was the biggest challenge is like it just following a following a dream, putting everything aside, and just working really hard for something that you don't really know is gonna like work out or not. Um, because that affected everything. So what I could do, like I didn't really have a lot of fun because I was always putting money aside and just training and training and training. Mm-hmm. And then just like, there you go. Let's see if this works. So, but for everything else, like I know for some people traveling is really difficult because they're like, oh, I don't want to leave my friends or my family. I've got, I've got a really good job and they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, anything was better than the life that I was already living so as soon as I got this job I was like yay (laughs) (laughs) bye yeah like it changed my life like it really did getting that opportunity um because like really like I was trying to make my life better by getting this so and it did it worked out but um so yeah Let me ask you this. Um, So you wanted to follow your dreams, and I think that is so amazing. Um, But for the people that maybe not quite sure um, what they want to do, or maybe they're flexible, um, but they do want to live and work abroad um, doing whatever, are there other jobs um, in Japan or Macau or mainland China that you know of for foreigners that, um, you know, that, that is possible? for for you know for people just interested you know maybe without any certain skills do you know of any jobs uh without any certain skills yeah so just one yeah yeah I mean I guess like for people who just want to travel and live abroad but don't have any particular skills um I guess like it's kind of difficult because at the end of the day, the way you get around is by sort of providing a skill that you have so you can make some money. But Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people just end up doing like smaller jobs, like say if it's like working in a a bar or they do language teaching or shoot like some sort of exchange. But uh, I don't see it very often. Most, I think I've met one person and they did have uh, like a teaching diploma. So they were teaching language. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, in the industry that I'm in, everybody's specialized. Yeah. Um, and they can't find this type of specialized, uh, occupation, say here locally. So they have to hire foreigners. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, if your purpose is just to travel, but you don't really have a skill, I guess go on a holiday. Okay. So Anna might not be the best person to ask this question. Um, Anna, Anna has a very particular experience where she had a skill and she worked hard to get it and <laughs> she applied, applied. No, that's okay. That's okay. I think we're going to have different, different people on the show, um, that, that might have differing opinion. You know, for me, I had, I had moved to China and I had taught English without a degree, without any certification, but, but 
that's I also, you know, didn't have a skill and I wasn't I wasn't doing something every day surrounded. So maybe you haven't seen that kind of um, uh, those kind of people, you know, working those jobs. But I know when I moved to um, China, you know, you could easily find a teaching job without any certification. You could go on a um, what is it? A tourist visa and then you can leave every every three months. Uh, for one day, we could you could literally go to Hong Kong, get get your visa stamped, um, and then go back for another three months, and you could keep doing that for as long as your visa was valid. So, yeah. I mean, I know, I know there's English I'm teachers. Pretty sure and, that's illegal, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's probably not legal, but I know for a fact that on the show we're gonna have a lot of people saying the same thing, like yeah. It's yeah. technically not what you should do, but as long as uh, as long as you're not causing problems, they probably won't give you any problems. But um, yeah, maybe maybe hopefully no government people will catch on and listen to these these videos and <laughs> slap our wrists <laughs> or or our subscribers' wrists. <laughs> oh no, I I guess like. I've only ever met one person who who's doing something like that, and then you now, so. Yeah, because it's it's difficult. That's a difficult path to go down. Um, and I think, yeah, like if you don't have anything kind of set up, you got to have a pretty like you got to be pretty thick skin, strong character and be ready for like a lot of changes and uncertainty. So like kudos to you for doing it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I <can't> yeah. Eat, <laughs> no, I didn't find teaching very fun, but I also was, you know, teaching five-year-olds without any experience and, you know, five-year-olds have the attention span of a goldfish and you're trying to talk to them in a language that they don't understand. And I didn't know Chinese, so it's not like I could be like, you know, sit down, blah, 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 you know, yeah. it was just like, they probably heard me and they were, they were thinking that I was saying like, blah, 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 you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this crazy lady saying? <laughs> but she's so pretty. <laughs> so, so would you say, um, I guess, what's your opinion on traveling versus living abroad? Um, and then would you recommend either or both? Um, so I guess like traveling is more like a holiday situation where you want to get like, just to see the best that you can kind of superficially out of a country. If that's like the way to put it, um, like the Bali experience, for example, my sis, like my sister, she just wants to go shopping, get a bit of luxury, go on a little mm -hmm. walk, go and see some tourist sites. And that's cool. But I think living in a country you really want to go somewhere where you want to immerse yourself in the culture. And if you aren't ready to, I guess, do that, then I think that's where things can kind of, uh, it can turn into a bit of a nightmare. Uh -huh. if you're not ready to accept cultural changes in whatever country that you're deciding to live in, because you have to be willing to accept how this community works and what they do, you know, to make things work and what's right and what's wrong for each place and each country that you live in. So a holiday, you can get away with being a bit of a cheeky tourist because they just go, bloody foreigners. No. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go home. Right. But if you right. want to live somewhere, 
I think it, yeah, it changes a lot. And so would you recommend either or? Yeah, for sure. I mean, but it just depends on what you want, you know? So like go on. Yeah. If you want to go on a holiday, go on a holiday. If you want to live in a country, yeah, go for it. But just be ready for what what it takes to, I guess, go somewhere and just be open-minded. And um, I would recommend doing both if you could in your lifetime, many times. Unless Why? you have a family, don't just leave them. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and children why, at why home, would you recommend? <laughs> why? Be a good parent. Um, yeah, be a good parent. Oh, uh, because you just you learn so much from living abroad, and you just meet so many different people. And you, if if you only live in Australia, you don't see how other people live and you don't see what life is like anywhere else. And you don't know poverty until you've gone and seen it for yourself. And you don't know racism until you've experienced it really yourself. And like, there are so, there are so many beautiful things. Like you just, you don't see, you know, you can see what you want on the TV, but until you're actually there and you're traveling and you're exploring and uh, it's, you just kind of, yeah, yeah, it's, not tangible you know it's experiences that you'll just never have unless you go and do it like so many of the most beautiful things that have happened in my life have come from just traveling and it never would have happened if I just decided to stay at home and stick with my my job that was like comfortable and then just go to the bar on the weekend like Mm -hmm. you have to take yourself out of the comfort zone and go and do something that you wouldn't usually do. It makes you a better person as well. Hopefully. Hopefully. I'm a better person. <laughs> All of this. <laughs> no. No, I agree, though. Appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A lot of things that um, maybe you you wouldn't have seen before, um, or maybe you have more compassion for people. Um, you're like, how, how, wow, how do people live this way? And then you come back home and you're like, wow, like I had it good or I have it good. I, I have so much more appreciation for my country. I mean, I don't know about you in Australia, but I have so much more appreciation for my country. Um, however, I did come back from China and I was like, wow, these people are fat. Not that I'm fat shaming, but like, you know, we can, well, we can do better. Huge- that should be on the shirt we can do better (laughs) we can do better (laughs) no like yeah for sure I mean like here you can't swim in the water like it's you can't there's just so much pollution in the water and the air quality like at times sometimes it's so bad I have to like you gotta wear a mask because it's not healthy for your lungs (laughs) yeah and that was before um, COVID-19 it was it was popular then yeah so it's like yeah you go back to Australia and you're just like wow clean air and water just Mm -hmm. like two really basic things and you don't get that all the time here like or at all like yeah there's really nice places in Hong Kong you can go but like I have to travel like five and a half hours to get to a nice beach that I can go and swim in whilst it's so convenient in Australia so 
<sighs> yeah. They're things, it's you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you can you can drink, uh, I, I can't remember, you can drink tap water, like open the faucet and drink water in Australia? Yes, yeah, you can. I, yeah, I, can, I can't remember. Yeah, no, definitely not. Not in um, Macau or China. No, no way. No. Just like basic, you know, hygiene, it's so different and like the quality of life, like it's just so different. So as soon as you go to Australia, like, damn, I'm so spoiled. Like they, like we have a, Australia is a great country. It really is. Um, it, it's a really, like the government takes care of you. Mm-hmm. It's free speech. Like you have to use a VPN in China because they block everything. They, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty hardcore over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you just become really grateful for a lot of things. Yeah. So, um, I guess on an ending note, is there, is there anything that, um, you would like to add, uh, as far as experience or advice or, um, two cents? I don't know. Anything else that, that maybe we missed that you, you think is good for the show, for the, for the listeners, the audience, maybe who have traveled or never traveled before? Oh, man, I'm so bad at this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, don't do drugs. <laughs> don't do drugs. Don't leave. No, I was like, if you're a parent, don't leave your kids at home. No. I just think don't be afraid to um, fuck up mm-hmm. in the sense like, you're never going to have a perfect plan. Um, just start somewhere. Just go somewhere. If you've always wanted to go somewhere, just, just do it. This is probably not the right time now, though, with flights and everything, but it's a great time to, like, set up an itinerary and go and look at, like, places that you want to go and see what you can do and what skills you have and where it can take you. And if you have the opportunity to spend even just, like, one or two years going around and traveling and seeing things like you just you can spend your money on a car you can spend your money on clothes but you will never regret spending your money going traveling and experiencing shit like so yeah, yeah just do it <laughs> Nike. Not a Nike promotion <laughs> <laughs> unless we're gonna get paid for it then it's definitely a Nike promotion and then it's a Nike promotion <laughs> Anna can be the spokesperson. I'll keep bringing her on, and uh, maybe and then maybe you'll show my ass. ass. <laughs> and then you'll show your ass. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know if we'll go that far. I think there's other channels for that. Abs. Oh, abs. Oh, abs. Abs. Oh. Abs. Oh. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Abs. yeah. <laughs> it must have been the accent. It was the accent. Damn Australian accent. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't have any, like, philosophy thingies. I didn't come prepared with that. Probably should have. But, yeah. No, I, I think that was great. Thank you so much, Anna. Um, she didn't want you guys to follow her on Instagram or Facebook. She really doesn't have any. I deleted my Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't don't look for her. Don't find her. But if you look up Anastasia Kostic on YouTube, you might find something. <laughs> and she's super hot oh, and she does some really cool shit. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, that thanks is for it. Me. 
Yay. I appreciate you so much. And I love your beautiful face. Love you too. Thank you everybody for listening to my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye for now. Bye.